Hello, this is Abby. And Ashton. And you might hear some fireworks, because it is... Uh, that time of year yeah. in the U.S. Slash especially in the South, where we do fireworks for like two weeks leading up to any major holiday. Yep, pretty much. And maybe a week after as well. Mm, also likely. Yes. <laughs> so if you hear booms, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. Uh, but this isn't a firework podcast. This is a CSI podcast called CSI. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Where me, a super fan, and Ashton, a, a newbie who's yeah. going through these for the very first time, we just we just talk about them all. Talk about all of the episodes of classic CSI. So we we've officially finished season two. Hooray! With this podcast right here. So we're only going over three episodes tonight, and they are Anatomy of a Lie. Episode 21. Cross Jurisdictions. Episode 22. And finally, The Hunger Artist. Episode 23. Yes. So, some good stuff, some okay stuff. Mm -hmm. A lot of notes either way. We did watch all three of these together. We did, because why not? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) We finally had some time. (laughs) At the same time. We had some time at the same time. For real. Um, so yeah, so the first episode we watched was Anatomy of a Lie, which is L-Y-E, mm-hmm. Lie, which this, this title slash episode is the reason why that one song by Mumford and Sons called Picture of You, <laughs> I hear, it, the lyrics are, picture you covered in light. Yes. Makes sense. Beautiful sentiment. Sure. But I hear, <laughs> picture you covered in lie naturally and it just changes the entirety of the song it does makes me laugh every time (laughs) so now you listener can have that joy as well you're welcome you are so very welcome (laughs) but this this episode opens in a park kids running around screaming yep one kid falls uh well i wrote he stumbled on the body (laughs) Uh, literally (laughs) yeah and then i also made sure to write down phonetically what he said because it was mom (laughs) the dirt burned Burned my my hands my hands (laughs) so yeah this kid falls in this dirt and the dirt starts stinging his hands because the dirt has lie in it hence the title my first note actually is so orange because yeah, that whole first did. opening sequence was just so orange. They were really... But again, I want to remind you about my television set. I understand. But it... I, I mean, it, what, it, it even on DVDs, like, I will I will give you, it is yellower. Mm-hmm. But... Maybe not It is so more intense on my TV. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I won't ever fix it. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so he finds a body, and they, yep. they dig him out. And it looks like he's been hit by a car. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, how did he get hit by a car and then end up buried in lie in the middle of a park? Right. Um, so while Sarah and Grissom are working in that case, Nick is working. Uh, he's a, it's a solo case, but he's also really working closely with that cop, man. Um, it's Nick and work on that case, isn't it? No. Uh, work only comes was. in to talk about rocks. You're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they find a woman in the desert. And they're like, how does she die? And um, I wanted to point out how nice the actress was at being a corpse. Mm. Well, he, so they lean down over the body and girl has a little feather on her lip. Yep. And real gross. she's so still while they are pulling that and out. It's real stuck. Uh-huh. You know? It was very tacky. Blech. I imagine they used like um, Vaseline or something. Probably. To get it. Anyway, I mean, could have just been chapstick. Who knows? True. My question, just as a whole, not specific. I mean, we're bringing it up because it happened, but they were they found this body at night. Happens all the time because it's the night shift. <laughs> Quote unquote. My, my question is, why would you process a scene in the dark with a flashlight? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you bring in those big lights? Right. Yeah, the ones that are on like the stands. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I have many questions. Um and that would be one of them. Yeah. Also <laughs> we uh glossed over Grissom's one liner. Oh. 
which was I know you basically like those. I do. <laughs> They're my favorite. And I actually only wrote down the last part of it, and oh. I don't know why, but it was something like uh, the something without the weight. Oh no! It was too long of a line. Oh I no! Down the whole thing, but it was something. Something like worth the weight? No, it was without the weight because of oh, the lie. Oh, gotcha. Burial without the weight? Yeah, like I don't remember. Yeah, because lie will break anyway, down bodies. Yeah, but he little, was just like fact. real proud of his line right there. Anyway, yeah, he's always very proud. Um, so back with the maybe uh, hit and run victim, they mm-hmm. find out who he is, and they track down his living situation. Which he's living with a roommate. Yeah. They were both going through, like, splits from their wives. hmm And the roommate is like, uh... How do I get the rent? How do I get the rent? So he's less <laughs> than concerned about his death. Um, but he says they're not friends. Right, they're right. They're just... Right. You know, they just live together. I just want you to know that I did not write his name, the... The... Roommate? No. The dude, the dude that died. Bob his, Martin. I, yes, I know. I know that his name is Bob, but I did not write his name until literally the very last note. <laughs> For the entirety of the rest of my notes, he's just Park Guy. Oh, well. His name is Bob. Yeah, Bob um, Martin. So he, they find out that he was, like, taking some photography classes. Mm. So they, they, Grissom and Sarah go to that location to see if, because he had a class the night that he might have died the last time his his roommate saw him right so they go to this like street <laughs> yeah they go to they go in the building but the, we only see them in the street right um and they find paint chips and plastic on the road yes which match a it, paint chip they found at on the, the burial site yeah yes so um and they take those back to the lab they're trying to figure out, they're like, well, if he got hit here, how on earth? Because there's no blood or anything. There's no blood. And also, that class was two days before, or like something like that, yeah. like a day and a half before he actually, like his actual time of death and when he was found. So they're like, where, where's he been this whole time? Right. So they're back in the lab and Grissom um, goes to talk to Greg mm-hmm. about <laughs> the paint chips. And he's like, are you going to give me this information on the paint chips? And he's like... Yeah, so he does, and he's like, I already told Sarah like an hour ago. Yeah, and he's like, Why would you tell Sarah and not me? I'm well, the boss. Yeah, and he said, You were at dinner, and I, I just like the delivery of this line. He says, I've been in the lab all day, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> and Greg is like, Oh, oh, my bad. <laughs> um, so yeah, the paint chips match a very specific car, so they're able to track down. Some kind of Mercedes. I didn't write down the whole An thing. An S-Class. Yeah. Mm. 90-something. <laughs> sure. So they're able to track down his car, um, which is owned by a... A lawyer. lawyer. Or they're not I'm able sorry, to track wait, down the car. Did you just call him a lawyer? A lawyer? Yeah. It's a lawyer. Well, <laughs> I've always said... <laughs> it's a lawyer. A lawyer. That's just how... Listen... <laughs> It's incorrect. It's lawyer. I understand, but at the same time, no. <laughs> mm. I think this is a pieces pieces situation. Mm, probably. It's so, fine. Anyway. Say it like it's spelled. Anyway, <laughs> this lawyer... Um, he claims the car was stolen. Yeah, he claims his car was stolen. So he's like, you're going to need a, a warrant for... He's just, like, really trying to sound... Like he knew what he was talking about? Yeah. And they... they but I'm a nice guy, so here are my clothes. Yes, but they discover on his clothes, even though he had them freshly dry cleaned, there were two little burn marks on the clothes that indicate that possibly he had used lye. Mm-hmm. So they're like, ooh, this is, this is suspicious. Um, so they... Back on Nick's case, they figure out the homegirl drowned. Yep. In the desert. Dry drown, in fact. Yes. Um, and I wrote down uh, a quote from Doc Rob. Oh, no, it was from um, Super Dave. Mm. He's like, desert, no desert, I don't care. She drowned. 
happen. Nick is like, this makes no sense. We found her in Diablo Canyon. Yeah. There's no water there. It's really blowing his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they, fi- they tracked down her fiancé. He was very adventury and didn't report her missing because the, she was in the middle of doing a, uh, a hike. Right. Like an extreme hike. Extreme. <laughs> Keyword. We'll get back to that later. <laughs> um, but while they're there, Nick is looking around and they have a pool. And he's mm-hmm. like, ooh. Water. She drowned. So in looking at the pool, he also finds a blood spot on the side of the pool. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is not good. So he takes some samples, goes back to the lab, stares at jars of water for a while. <laughs> they found the car involved in the hit and the run yep. and made it to a chop shop. Um, they sprayed it down with luminol. Yes. And, and I said, so I wrote, literally I wrote this before he says it. <laughs> I wrote... The car lights up, and then Grissom says, well, you do know how to light up a room. Because <laughs> Sarah's using the luminol. That's the dumbest line ever. It, it's, it's, you know, it's up there. Um, so then Warwick stumbles into the room that Nick is working on with some rocks. I don't really remember where they got the rocks, why he had rocks. They were under the body. Okay. Yeah, and I but sa- they were like, "That's weird, cause it's from higher up in elevation." Yeah, we learned that Warwick went to a rocks for jocks <laughs> thing. I wrote Warwick is suddenly a geologist. Yeah, um, and we find out that him and Catherine are both on call in court, so that's why they're not strictly involved with cases. Although Catherine comes in, she waltzes in. I know. I said she rolls in with some helpful info about stolen cars. Yeah. She goes into the garage with Chris and Sarah and is like, "Ooh, we, Eddie and I used to like test drive these all the time." And then uh, she looks down and notices that this "quote unquote" stolen car has doesn't have any damage to the like key, the lock situation. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "How did this car get started if it wasn't you know things?" Yeah. And Grissom and Sarah are like, oh, huh. <laughs> didn't notice that. And they're both like, we would have noticed that eventually. Sure, we sure, were looking sure. at other things. Um, so they, with that, all of that information, the blood pooling and stuff they find in the car, they they figure out that they, they get a warrant to go to for the lawyer guy to take off his shirt so right. they can see if he, which is weird. They don't actually look for any burn marks on his stomach. They are very distracted by the large seatbelt bruise. Right, there's a huge seatbelt bruise. But they don't... There is no note about any little burn marks on his skin from the lie. So we don't really know where the holes in his shirt came from. No. Likely the lie. Maybe it just didn't get through to his skin. Like, maybe it was hanging. Or he was wearing an undershirt. But it was just a weird... Yeah. Whatever. It's a a loose end that's a little frustrating. Yes, yes. So they're like, obviously he's hiding a lot. So his new story is that he hit a dog. Mm-hmm. And then he left his car running well, while he went, he went to, to get, get Chinese, Chinese food. food. And then... Which, ironically, we ordered We also dinner. ordered Chinese food. <laughs> um, and, that's, and then his car got stolen. Um, so that's his story, and he's sticking to it. Uh, back on, in Nick's case, that him and the cop are, like, hiking. And they're I was, like, like... Straight up scrambling up that yeah, mountain. Yeah, I was like, they're not prepared for this and then we hear an eagle <laughs> we hear an eagle <laughs> twice times. and i was like guys <laughs> who's in charge like i know i complained about the hawk screech but i feel like the eagle is even worse <laughs> because it's like definitely not does not live there <laughs> it's an unnatural habitat for an american eagle anyway so they find the jacket while they're scrambling around so they found find this down jacket and inside the jacket there is a trail map but this is a men's jacket. Yes. So they go back to talk to the fiance, and the fiance's like, I gave her my jacket <laughs> because extreme hikers can't carry bedrolls. That's what makes it extreme. extreme. Listen. <laughs> That's what makes it extreme. He was he was very sweaty when he told me. Yeah, he, he was. He was like d- literally dripping with sweat. Ugh. Anyway. Um so they take the trail map from him because he wants it back. He said, that's my trail map. I want it back. Yeah. And he's like, hmm, that's suspicious. So I'm going to take this into evidence. You he did. can have it back yep. later. And so they give the map to Eric Stone Street. Yes. Yes. Cutie. And while he's working on that, 
we go to the lawyer's house and we look in his garage. I almost said something out loud to you during this portion because I was like, I really just don't understand. <laughs> so they're able to pull the, he has his rental car parked in the garage and um, they get it pulled out and they find like granulated white powder on the ground, essentially. And so I just thought it looked like a spot that was scrubbed clean clearly. Oh, so that's why he was like, mm, it smells like bleach. Whatever. My question was, he then asked Sarah to test for blood. And, and she takes out a tiny Q-tip? Well, no. Because that bothered we'll me. Get, we'll get... No. My question is, in all the CSI and other crime shows that I have watched, mm-hmm. Bleach will give you a false positive for blood, slash oh. it, like, covers it up. So, like, if you were to bleed on the floor and then pour bleach on it, that pretty much ruins ruins the detectability mm-hmm. of the blood, from what I have understood from crime shows. I think so, they were just trying, they know that. I think they are just trying to find a trace of what blood might be left over. But what I'm saying is there wouldn't be, like, she, from the center of the, like, yeah. there wouldn't be. Or it would be a false positive. So I just don't understand what that would, like, testing that, mm-hmm. if you smell bleach, what would that do? Because it's not like they were doing, like, a lot of little samples from around the edges trying yeah. to get they were just trying to prove the presence of blood hmm. and we even find out later that they can't because they sent it to dna and the bleach had ruined it all so i'm like what my question is why did you take out the tiny q-tip when she could have just taken her spray bottle of luminol because luminol just so there are a couple different tests that they do okay. there's one that's like a pcr test or something similar to that where it's testing for a certain like protein in blood and then the luminol, it just reacts with something in it to make it glow. Right. Like, it, I think what they were hoping is that they could get a, they got a sample to send to DNA. Luminol, it doesn't, it's not a DNA testable situation. It's just. I know, but if they were just looking for where blood was, because she said, I'm going to look for blood. Yeah. I don't why know. didn't they just spray the luminol? And you know like, why? Hmm, Do you know here. why? It's because they wanted a really tight shot. That's the one reason why. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Just about dumb. it just wanted a really tight shot anyway um so uh yeah oh then, then they, they go back to the chop shop because they yes. discover that the mechanic slash auto part guy went to school with the lawyer guy yes but we ago. find out and we find out that the um chop shop guy has like a record mm-hmm. and it turns out that the lawyer was the one that turned him in it's like why would you do that man well he said he was sending him this car because it was worth so much money yeah so he was like i'm paying you back for that time i turned you in yeah um but they're still like mm, seems odd um so greg comes in to nick staring at maps and barometric pressure and is like have you thought about the desert Shadow effect. Shadow. I was like, Mountain wow. shadow Mountain effect. shadow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mountain shadow effect. Which so is like basically talking about how when there's like a mountain and then a valley and then uh-huh. another mountain, uh-huh. weather gets trapped up in there and you can have a completely different weather situation in that area than the rest of the surrounding, the surrounding area. areas. Mm-hmm. So what they figured out was that it rained mm-hmm. real hardcore and I wrote... And then froze. Yeah, I got cold because the we forgot about the maggot, that the maggot mm-hmm. died. Um, but I wrote... So the recreation of this drowning <laughs> gets me every time. Because what they're proposing yeah. is that she's literally clinging to the side of a canyon wall. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what kind of extreme hiker yeah. are you that you are, you are clinging to the side of a canyon wall? And then maybe it's to prevent being struck by lightning. Then though, <laughs> what they're proposing is that she trips or somehow hits her head and while she's still struggling to like maintain her presence of mind, it starts raining mm-hmm. with such force that water shoots down her throat and drowns her while she is still upright and then she gets swept down the mountainside. That is the way that the recreation happens and the way that they verbalize it. Yeah. And I'm like, that, what I would believe more, which, if you know, <laughs> if you know, you know, um, what I would believe more is if 
maybe she fell on like a like a landing mm-hmm. on this canyon, like a little ledge, mm-hmm. and the the water. Like, she was unconscious. So, it, like, poured in. Yeah. yeah. And she okay. was, like, laying down, and there was some water, you mm-hmm. know. Again, if you if you know, you know. Oh so, <laughs> you have a long time before you know. I'm sorry. Mm. Um, <laughs> that would make more sense to me than the force of some, <laughs> some, like... It looked like it looked like a pipe burst, like the amount of water. Yeah. And I understand that it's supposed to be pretty apocalyptic. Yeah. But still. <laughs> but still. The amount of water coming at her, she just like <laughs> she slides down this mountain. Anyway. So they're like, well that's weird that she would be she's such an experienced hiker. Why would she be there? There on the on the side of a canyon. Mm-hmm. So that takes them back to the map. Yes. And they figure out that Mr. Man's fiance extraordinaire mm-hmm. did a little art project sure on her did. map. And he was like, I didn't want her to beat my time. Yeah. So he made the um, topography lines wrong. So but, she would get lost. But again, I will just take it, say, I'm not great at reading maps. At I the, literally wrote. But at the same time, what they're proposing is preposterous. I know. Because what they're saying is he made it seem too steep to go down. Yeah. But if she was at the top, she would have been able to see that it was a meadow on the other side. Right. Yeah, so there's that. But secondly, I also wrote, I wouldn't know how to read that map. Oh, I can. To begin with, what kind of, no, that map was ridiculous. Oh, I didn't look at all of it. I just looked mm-hmm. at the section that they were talking about. Mm-hmm. I just looked at the steepness. Yeah, it's the still, elevation lines. It still looked ridiculous. Yeah, like what kind of? But anyway, but yes, four H orienteering. She's there. She would have seen <laughs> that it was a meadow on the other side, not that steep, and been yeah. like, hmm, maybe this map is incorrect. And like, why was she still hiking in in the night times? That's I mean, like safety hiking. safety one. Well, but you still sleep. They don't racing. carry yeah, a, that's, and they don't carry a bedroll. I forgot they were well because just because you don't extreme. Just because you don't carry a bedroll doesn't mean you don't sleep. No, she did sleep, just not with a bedroll because she's yeah, extreme. I know like, that's what I'm saying. But that's why she'd be there at night. She's got to sleep at some point. I know, but she was still moving at night. Is oh, what I was saying. I see. That's I see. when the torrential. You're right. Pipe burst. You're right. I don't know. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, time. I guess. I guess that's it. So that's the that's the Rabbit Bundix case. Whatever. That basically it was an accident and the boyfriend can't be charged for anything. Yes. All he did was alter the map. Yeah, Nick says, you altered the map, but you didn't make it rain. <laughs> or no, that's what Brass said. Or the other cop. The other cop. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then Nick goes, what you did isn't a crime, but it, but is, it is criminal, criminal isn't, isn't it? it? <laughs> <laughs> so back in Grissom and Sarah's case, they're talking to the lawyer in the... Uh, interrogation room Mm -hmm. and they because they find the chop shop guy found his cell phone right and so he's like well i hope he didn't make any long distance calls (laughs) (laughs) and then sarah comes in with a tape recorder and it turns out that the man the victim had called 911 Mm -hmm. so what had happened was he got hit went through the windshield went through the windshield and was like hanging in the windshield Inside the vehicle. Inside the vehicle, but he was unconscious. And the lawyer had been drinking. And so he was like, ooh, I don't want to call this in right now because then I'll be charged with um, drinking and driving. So he drove home with this man in his windshield, <laughs> yes. parked in his garage, and then went inside and like slept it off for a bit. Comes back out to find Bob had woken up. He was alive. Just hanging in the windshield. But at that point, help. it was too late to call because mm-hmm. then it's like, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just been hanging out in his garage for hours, bleeding. So he turns off the light and goes back inside. Yeah. Just waits for him to die. Yep. And then he pulls him out, puts him in the trunk of a rental, and buries him in the park. With lie. With lie. Um, and just when they're about to, like, charge, charge him. him or whatever, they find out that the roommate found a suicide note from so bob. from bob and so he had intended on getting hit by the car that night he stepped out in front of the car so if lawyer man had just had just called it in immediately <laughs> he would have been off the hook yeah because 
that you can't be charged with it if uh, their their intention was to step out in front of you. Right. So, yeah. Anyway. Sad. There's that episode. Uh, <laughs> I, I like that episode for reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> which I'm just like... It's a very, it's a very popular episode. Just put it that way. Um, I mean, it's yeah, good. It's fun. It's mm-hmm. fun. You know what episode I did like? <laughs> the next one? The next one. Neither. Cross jurisdictions. Um, my notes stopped about halfway through. Granted, our food did get here, but also... I still took a lot of notes, but mainly they were not nice notes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so this is the episode that introduces the franchise known as CSI Miami. Miami. Welcome but it starts in Vegas. Yeah. Um, my first note is little girl gets taked from party because I knew that that was going to happen. My so. first note is creepy cottage mansion. <laughs> yeah. There's like a swingers party happening. It's very whatever. Um, and they get called in the next, well, it's not the next morning, it's two days later. Mm-hmm. They get called in, and they're like, oh, this is the ex-police chief's, no, no, the ex-chief of detectives. detectives' house. Mm-hmm. And, um, they find him, he is dead on the table with an apple in his mouth. Yep. Like a pig. Like a pig. Um, they're all working the same case, because it's such a big, high-profile situation. Mm-hmm. I didn't write this down because I was, like, talking about it out loud to you, so I didn't write it down. <laughs> but Catherine is, like, she somehow knows. I mean, they all know of this person, but she's, right. like, what about his wife? Well, she's gone. What about the daughter? And, it's again, it's been 48 hours since, yeah. since, since anyone has seen the wife. And she, they go, well, the housekeeper Assume assumed she was with the grandmother. Yeah. And I'm, like... First of all, no one's checked. Secondly, Catherine just takes off, like, she just takes off. And up to her room, immediately. Up, and just knows where she is. Right. Knows where her room is. Takes one look under the covers, turns around, Grissom's there, and she's like, she's, she's gone. gone. And I'm like, I have so many questions. Has she been in this child's room before? One. Two. It's been 48 hours, and you thought she was just going to be laying in her bed? Uh-huh. Now, if she was, like, maybe killed in her bed, that's different. I can understand why you would check the bed. But it's just... It's just weird to it's make just weird. that leap in that assumption. <laughs> it's just weird. It was very dramatic about it. Without like, checking with the grandma, which is what the right, maid assumed. Right. Anyway. Right. So, um, they they realize that the child is, is missing and seems to be with someone that doesn't know the daughter very well because mm-hmm. the housekeeper says that she, they took a shirt that she would never wear, which, again, I'm like, I don't even know, honestly, the shirts that I own. It's like... <laughs> Does this housekeeper know every article of clothing? Actually, yeah. So, <laughs> okay. so, so I lived in another country for a little while, and we had a housekeeper, and she did all the laundry. Yeah. So she knew all the things that everyone wore, and yeah, I, I guess, I guess, I can see that. It just seemed odd to me. They're a very intimate part of the family. Yeah, yeah. Um. So the security that the, the chief had security and the security man thought that he saw the chief driving away with the wife and the child but it was turned out just a a rando in a baseball cap Mm -hmm. so like good job um (laughs) they they find a they find his car yep is it's parked in some parking lot i forgot where they find a body in the trunk that was wearing the chief's hat yes but it's just some was he wearing the chief's hat? Mm-hmm. It had his name on the inside of it. They were like, well, then why later did he have that lady smell that hat? I don't know. I thought it was just in the car. I don't know. I just know it had the chief's name on it. Yeah, I think it was just in the car. I was, I'm going to be honest. I got really confused I don't with know. the whole smelling situation. I, we'll talk about that. <laughs> I don't know who I don't know who that man was. I don't either. But I, it's it is definitely like, the chief's hat. <laughs> yeah, but that was not the person because of the smell. Yeah, well, it couldn't have been the killer because he was dead in the car. Right, 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 right. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Just a, just an associate <laughs> sure. of, the, sure, sure, of sure. the murderer. Anyway, I just wanted to point out, I just wanted to point out that there are times when they use the terminology gunpowder residue 
versus the times when they use GSR. Mm. This is something that I notice. Mm -hmm. This is something that a lot of people notice. So in this episode, they use the term gunpowder residue when Mm. talking about whether or not this man in the trunk, I think, fired a weapon. Interesting. I didn't write down whether or not he did. No, there was no gunpowder residue. Right. Okay. There was none. Oh, then they were like, they they get a call, uh-huh. and they're like, got, we got a map. Sighting of the girl. How? Right. In Miami. And they go, <laughs> it's a two-day drive without stops. And I fact-checked that. It, it is... It is. It is a day and 13 hours without stopping. So, sure. <laughs> it can be done. <laughs> but with the child? Yeah. I know they drugged the mom. Yeah. But, I don't know. Who knows? Anyway. Also, there was also a gun missing from the safe that we forgot to mention. Right. A, spe- a very special gun. A special gun. gun so, a special case. they decide to send... Well, first, first we go to Miami, and we meet Horatio Kane. Horatio. Horatio really likes to take his sunglasses on and off. I was let about me to tell you, Horatio sunglasses Kane. Mm. So, obviously, this is the episode that introduces this man. He is the head of Miami CSI. But it is also like the very first time I watched this episode. I had never seen him before, of course. I thought he was a bad guy. He looks like a bad guy. I thought he was going to be determined to be a pedophile. Like, mm. that's that's where I thought the story eventually was going to go on CSI Miami. It didn't. Apparently, he's a nice guy. I don't know. I quit watching. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, I just cannot stand. I cannot stand. He's a bit of a creep. I cannot stand his delivery. Yeah. I just don't like any any part of CSI Miami. So when people talk about CSI and they're like, oh yeah, the sunglasses dude, or they send a gif with sunglasses Horatio Kane, I'm like, that is not CSI. <laughs> that is a spinoff. True. Let's not. Let's not. Anyway, no. so Grissom sends Warwick and Catherine to, <laughs> to First to thing, no, he sends Catherine. Yeah, he goes, like, take, take Warwick. I don't think he's ever been to Florida. <laughs> yeah. So they they arrive in a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Big um, production. Yeah, they find uh, they find Sasha and she's just chilling in the palms. That's the little girl. Yes, they, she's just hanging out in the palm chilling. grove. Yep, just um, sitting. And when they arrive, though, Warwick goes to look at the like scene. And Catherine goes immediately to the little girl very aggressively. Yes. And, like and I, right in her face. And I said, where's the child advocate? Yeah. Like, where, where, were they absent that day? They, didn't call, they had time to get Catherine to work via helicopter. They didn't right. have time to get a child advocate. It was sunset when they found her. I know. And now it is dark. Yep. So. <laughs> Again, night shift. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, oh, so th- again, this is a, this is a thing I'm going to say something. Okay. <laughs> I'm prepared, so, I think. You know Caden Leopold? Yeah. Okay. I am bl- I meant to look up his name, and I totally, I totally forgot. The actor that plays, um, not Hugh Jackman. Right. <laughs> the other man. Okay. This is like name. The, the roommate guy. Yes. Oh, no. He's very famous. Anyway. Yeah. The oh, w- no. <laughs> what is his name? I don't know. He's also in... Um, is it Rat Race? Is that the other movie he's in that I really like? Oh, I just had it, and it, it left. You're thinking... Are you... You're No, I have the wrong name. Um, he's got, like, is the it worth, dirty blonde hair. Yeah, it's yeah, worth I, looking up. I, I go for it. I can't help it. <laughs> so, what I was talking about, though, was um, the way that he... Like, his delivery... Um, his, like... What is that? Resonance? Not yet, resonance. Um, intonation he's, and... Tone? Cadence. Cadence. Yeah. Yes. Reminds me a lot of Horatio's. The way that he, like, explains stuff. Interesting. Lieb, Lieb, Lieb Schreiber. Yeah, yeah, name. yeah. He's on CSI later. Oh. So, anyway. <laughs> it just right The whole time, I was like, oh, that's why that, that's why that, I don't know, pinged something for me. I was mm-hmm. like, wait, he sounds like him, and he is on CSI later, so. Interesting. That's a whole thing. 
Um, back at, in the lab, Sarah and Nick are, I don't even know what they're processing. Bottles? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but Sarah asks Nick if he's ever been to a swingers party. Yeah. And he goes, well, I mean, it's not that different from a frat party. And she says, frat parties, as if she's shocked, even though they've worked a case on right. fraternity row. Right. But okay. <laughs> and he's like, they can get pretty wild. And Sarah says, how, how wild. wild. <laughs> and then it cuts. Um, this is a quote that I did not write context for. Hmm. Oh, no. I remember now. Okay. <laughs> I remember now. So, back in Florida, they are... Uh, still near the like crime scene or whatever where they found the little girl. And <laughs> Horatio's standing super awkwardly. Mm-hmm. Long story short, they figure out that the reason why Sasha was able to get away is because he had pulled over and um, they, they determined that he pulled over because he may have had to pee. And mm. so then Horatio asks Catherine, do you lock the door? <laughs> When you go to the bathroom when you're home alone. And Catherine says, I don't even know you. <laughs> and, and he goes, of course you do. We all do. And I'm like, I don't. I don't lock yeah. the door if I go to the bathroom when I'm no. home alone. That's so no. weird. I don't even close the door. <laughs> yeah, that's, just, that's just weird. That's just weird. Anyway, so then he's like, of course you do. It's human nature. So then he de- decides, based on this fact that he has determined, that the man must have pulled off. He, he pulled over and he must have walked a good distance from the car to pee. And I'm like, first of all, he's a kidnapper mm-hmm. and a murderer. I don't think he cares if these people see him pee. Mm-mm. Second of all, they're in like a palm field. Like, there's no one going to see. No. Like, it's very hard to believe that anyone spotted this child anyway. Much less... He's going to be seen peeing. Right. So they go a ways into the woods and he finds footprints. And then he says, and this is urine. (laughs) And then he like leans down real close to it. And I'm like, ooh, Uh. that's bad. But what's worse is while Catherine's trying to take a picture because he puts down the little like measuring guy. He puts down the little measuring guy. And I'm like, all right, stand up, get out of the way. No, he's just staying there squatting. While she's taking a picture from way up high. I'm like, he is in that photo. Like, yes, there's no 100%. way around it. Because she did not have a zoom lens. Um, anyway, they then they get a call from the feds that this could be a serial killer. Mm. Which I'm like, way to ruin the potential for a good serial story. Like, this is just like... Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Um, and they also f- find the car. In the canal. Because... It's Miami, so there are always Coast Guard in the air. Uh, Something like that. Um, They have to go on gator duty while the one guy goes in the water. Yep. Got his gun at the ready. But I want you to recall, the next time we see him in the water, no one is on gator duty. He's just by himself. (laughs) In Miami? Uh Uh-huh. Oh. They find the wife in the car. Didn't notice that. And one of my least favorite things about the Miami crew, Mm -hmm. they all toss themselves. So Horatio's talking to himself. Yeah. The M.E. talks to herself, but also to True. the dead body. Yes. First name basis. Yep. Mina. <laughs> like, I. Uh. They find honey in all of her places. Yep. All the orifices. I couldn't spell orifices. Uh, I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I tried several times and my spell check was like, nope. <laughs> so I was, was missing out. So I wrote places. <laughs> Same. <laughs> difference <laughs> so the next note i have is is just a quote but we've skipped over a, a lot and i don't know i didn't write it down okay but so they find one of the like swingers okay that had been that had been at this party so they're talking to her and she's like he smells super fruity like literally fruity and sweet and stuff and that's when they bring the cap back so they have her uh. smell the hat like, yep, that smells like him. And she wrote, she says, that's it. That's his smell. Yes. <laughs> like, how long did he wear that hat? Um, so they're, they're... Also, that hat was with a dead body. Yeah. They didn't tell her that part. <laughs> <laughs> In a trunk. In a trunk. In Vegas. In a parking garage. That smelled. It had to have. Ugh. So how fruity was this man? Well, that brings that... up an excellent point. Okay. So 
when you have diabetes, from my understanding, if you start to smell fruity, that's a good sign that you're not doing great. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a it's a clear indicator that you... You're in keto, keto, ketoacidosis? Yes. Something like that. Which makes me very confused for the keto diet. Like, I don't understand. Well, ketosis is a different thing. I know. But, but like, yeah. I feel like those are two similar words. Yeah. To, to... Like, it's just... It was very confusing when I started hearing about it first. I was like, that's a bad thing. Anyway. So, yeah. So, like, they're they're proposing that this man, if he doesn't take his insulin right on time, he starts smelling fruity. Right. But I'm like, you sh- you really should not smell fruity on a, on the regular. No, I wouldn't think so. Like, I lived when when i went to doctor training school my room, one of my roommates was a diabetic and he did not smell fruity he like it was one of the things he told us like if you if i start to smell fruity like please let me know like huh. that's bad so interesting anyway he yeah and he took his insulin on the regs like we did have to be on top of that because sometimes he would forget oh god <laughs> but so like anyway so that's how they're trying to figure out who this man is and like find him because he smelled fruity Long story short, <laughs> they figure out that this man has been, like, finding rich people and – because he's a limo driver. So picking up rich people places and then he will torture and rape the wives and then murder them all. Yeah. And then, like, move on to the next family or whatever. So they find his current victims, the Corwins, which just makes me think of Jeff Corwin yep. from The Animal Planet. Yep. And <laughs> my first thought too. Yeah, they figure out that he they have a yacht because they're not at their house. Right. So they go to the yacht and they almost kill some innocent people. They were able to rescue the husband and find out that he, the murderer, is on their jet. So they catch up to him on the jet. He's going to jail. Right. All the things. <laughs> my um, favorite is he goes. Rich men don't go to jail. And they yeah, go, you're not you're not rich. rich. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but when they go, when they're looking for the Corwins, they go into this huge mansion, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, ooh, he could, he could be here. Like, he could be murdered. They just let Catherine just, they're like, oh, just walk on up with your little tackle box. Be quiet. Yeah, I'm like, just clear the house. I know. Ugh. Did you notice that the Miami crew all drive Hummers? Yes. Mm, yeah. So the Vegas people have Tahoes. hmm And anyway, it's a whole thing. I don't know what kind of car... New York has. We'll meet them later. Um, oh, one of the Miami people's names is, is Tim Speedle, which I'm like, that's way too close to ten, a 10 speed. I just can't. Um, they really like those near, uh, I don't know what the word is, but you have Saracidal. Alliteration. Tim Speedle. That's not. Yeah, I know. Saracidal is I'm talking yeah. like near another word, you mm, know? Sure. Um, so the episode kind of ends with the, the the Mr. Horn being rescued or whatever. But my thought is, if it was just them, like it was just the core ones on the boat, mm-hmm. why didn't he rush out when he saw the lights and heard the things? He probably didn't see the lights because there. Was no, a- when we when we went into the hole with him, there were windows and stuff. You could see the lights. Oh, well then I don't know. Anyway, I don't like that episode. <laughs> We never have to see Horatio Kane again while right. watching this series. <laughs> oh, are we watching other series? No, no, no. But I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> if you if you two did not like Horatio Kane, this is the only episode you have to deal with him. Okay, for. great. So sounds good. Yes. <sighs> Deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> Finale. The last episode is one of my favorites, and it's probably I would say it's probably. If I was a new viewer, it might not be, but this episode to me, let's call it The Hunger Artist, and this episode to me is is tragic, but there are so many just like... There are a lot of good elements in it. There are... I, the one character, Cassie, has so many mm-hmm. like one-liners, and they're just throw... The way she just like throws them away, mm-hmm. I'm like, that is... That's some good stuff right there, and like, of course, it's like... Like she's supposed to be, yeah. But, but and also like it's, I understand that they're very cliche things that she's saying. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just the context that they're in mm-hmm. makes them more deep, deep to mm-hmm. me. Anyway, so this is an uh, episode uh, that starts and ends with Grissom dealing with 
his hearing. So we open the episode with him in a doctor's office, but he gets a call. And we don't know why he's at the doctor's office, except for that he can't hear his phone ring. Um, So he's like, oh, I got to go. I got to reschedule. So he goes to an alleyway and he find they find there's a dead body in a shopping cart well no we actually open with a woman sitting in front of a mirror and her tub is overflowing. oh that is true I my first that. note is so tidal wave tub oh yeah because it just i have a i have a continuity a question i have a okay. continuity issue okay which we can get to at the end all right but there is an order, there is an order of events problem that i have not previously noticed that i'm sure i've noticed before i just didn't think about it but that tub overflows, mm-hmm. and they the they say later that the police turn off the water. No, in the basement. No, they wondered who turned off the water in the tub. Oh, okay, never mind. I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> never mind. So, but so yeah, we see this woman uh, grooming essentially, and then tub overflows. Right. And then we find a dead body and Yes. In Turns out it's the same woman. Yes. And then we see a rat come out of her mouth. Ugh, that, was, <laughs> that was a time. And then Grissom says, I think she just ratted herself out. Yes. <laughs> um, so then we're in the medical exam the coroner's office with Dr. Robbins. And <laughs> he's talking about the rat. And he's like, I don't know. Talking about the rat. And then he says People are still animals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that just made me laugh. Um, so Grissom is, like, clearly intrigued by this case. Um, but they all are. They're all working this case. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick and Warwick are, like, doing trash duty in a car, in her car. Catherine is back and forth with Grissom, Grissom in different locations. And Sarah is predominantly working at first at least on they find a day planner in the shopping cart with the victim and it looks to be written in some sort of code right so she's i mean it was yes she's working that out Mm -hmm. um the trash in the cart was fascinating to me because it was just all sugary yeah trash snacks yes all of it yes like double bubble wrappers twinkie wrappers not dunkin donuts Mm -hmm. donuts donuts boxes So, um, Catherine takes images of the body, which has been mutilated. Her face has got holes all in it. Mm-hmm. And takes it to a, a woman who conveniently, they have a department now, conveniently. Mm-hmm. They don't need a Terry Miller. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> they have a woman who knows how to work Photoshop. Yep. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so, they magically make her look like a normal human being. Like an alive, and not mutilated human being. She recognized her. Yeah. She's like, hey, that's that model. Mm-hmm. They figure out that this girl is a very famous model by the name of Ashley James. Ashley, L-E-I-G-H. Yeah. Ashley. Ashley James. And she's all over Vegas. Magazines, whatever. Billboards. Billboards. All the things. Yes. Also all over her house, apparently. Yes. Um, so, yeah. They, they're like, oh, we know who that is. Um, so then Grissom and Catherine go back to her house and they find, you know, all of her, or they go to her house. They hadn't been to her house previously. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they go to her house. Her anyway. apartment is full of photos of herself. Um, yes. there are boxes of enemas. Yes. There's Botox in the fridge. So, <laughs> what? Grissom says, enema, the secret life of women. <laughs> and Catherine's like, don't generalize. <laughs> don't gen-. He's like, noted. Um, and then suddenly Grissom's just like, go for a walk. <laughs> yeah. Because he finds, he finds a coat that doesn't belong to... It's out of place. It's out of place. It has a rip in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. It's grungy. Yeah. Um, so he's like, yeah, I'm going to take a walk. Yeah. Uh, and he runs in... Uh, oh, this is the, one of the only times... Well, it's not one of the only times, but it is. it is noteworthy that there is the score is a song with lyrics. Mm. And a lot of people read very deeply into the lyrics of the song. Gotcha. So, um, then he ends up back at the billboard, and he where they found the body. Yeah. Or not, the, where they find the body in the alleyway. Mm-hmm. And he finds Sarah. And um, they've, you know, are looking around, looking around, trying to get context for how this woman, this model, ended up in a shopping cart here, and they realize that there's a billboard with her face on it. Right. 
So it's just like, oh, wow. Um, maybe it's, uh, maybe the killer meant to juxtaposition those two things. Yeah. Like, they weren't sure what all that meant. Right. In the car, Nick and Work find a fan slash fanatic letter mm-hmm. that's kind of threatening. So they decide to track that down. And while they're working on that, Catherine and Grissom go and meet with the um, Ashley's manager slash agent. I don't really remember. Agent, yeah. Who uh, you probably don't recognize him because I know for the thousandth time you're going to tell me, I only watched The X Files once. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I know. <laughs> I know we can't all be blessed with this type of memory that I have. Because <laughs> um, it, yeah. Anyway, the agent was played by a man who, um, he's in the episode with the fire, the, 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 like, Irish man who, like, snapped his fingers. Oh, yeah. He's the fire. Uh, okay. Yeah. Got it. We just don't trust him. Got it. He's always skeezy. Got it. Um, so he's like, I dropped Ashley a while ago. She was, she was not good for business, but he, like, didn't delve super deep into it. Um, and he's like, I kept some of my stuff there at her apartment, but it was never like sexual. None of that. Like I, I was just protecting my my assets. assets. And then just when they're like getting down to business with him, the, the fanatic that Nick and work were looking for shows up with a knife. Yep. Attacks the guy. Attacks him. And he's like, you killed Ashley Mm -hmm. and this whole thing. So they bring them both in. Um, and then Sarah is and Grissom are looking through the things that they have found uh, the coat specifically mm-hmm. and she just goes I got crabs got crabs and the look on Grissom's face I don't yeah. know if you were able to enjoy that or not I was okay it's just like excuse me <laughs> and um so they they are like that seems odd so then Grissom goes back on the streets at mm-hmm. night with his little flashlight to become a traitor yes <laughs> And he runs it. He he stumbles upon a man who's wearing a scarf that has like a red smudge on it, which mm-hmm. I'm like that could be anything, Grissom. But okay, it does but look it, like a nice. It looks kind of high end, yeah. Yeah. So he he says, "I got a gal named Sarah, who would really like that." And so he trades Tookie, such a weird name, mm-hmm. Tookie, his coat for that scarf, and then he runs into a lady who's like. That's Tookie's scarf. I gave it to him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, whoa, now we know where the source of the scarf yeah. came from. So he notices that she's wearing a really fancy ring. So he offers her his flashlight. And also a really nice bag. Yes. That has things in it. Right. For those things. And she says, now I can see what the night looks like. What the dark looks like. What the like. dark looks like. And mm-hmm. he says, I've been trying to do that my whole life. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Good line. So then he takes that back to the lab and um <laughs> sorry. I I forgot I didn't write down like uh there's just so many one liners. At one point she, she cuz he says I traded this you know, I traded my coat or whatever and she says, "Uh oh, right, like please can tell time." And he says, I think fleas can tell time. Mm-hmm. And she's just like kind of turns and laughs mm-hmm. about that to herself. Anyway, um, they find out with, because when she's pulling off this ring, she scrapes some of her skin off, which is really nasty, tight shot. Epithelial. Yeah. They find out that she's related to the victim. She mm-hmm. is her, her sister, sister, Cassie. So they bring her in. Or no, he just talks to her again on the street, I think, at this point. Um, no, they brought her in, I thought. They brought her in at one point, but he, I think this, he's ta- he asks her about her sister. Mm-hmm. And this is the hot dog scene. Oh, he asks yeah, yeah, her yeah. about her sister, and she says, my sister didn't have a sister. And mm-hmm. I just think that's a really interesting way to phrase, like, we didn't get along, yeah. or I was no one to my sister. Mm-hmm. My sister didn't have a sister. Anyway. Um, so, back at, um... Back in the lab, Grissom and Sarah are working again on the code. Um, and they they figure out that some of it is related to, like, her schedule and stuff. But yeah. Sarah's still trying to crack all the numbers. The plus and minuses. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Um, oh. Back in the Emmy's office. This is something I will continually be confused about. I may have even brought it up before on this podcast. Let's hear. So... As as we learn, 
as we hear later in this episode by Cassie herself, the dead don't bleed. That is a mm. fact. However, sometimes when they do the Y incision and they sew the people back up, there is blood on the sheet. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. that's not... It's not accurate. That is not... Like, why? I'm, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um... Oh, so then Sarah's looking through the trash that they find in the car, mm-hmm. and it's all the wrappers and stuff, which I wrote down garbology, which is a type, it's a form of archaeology, actually. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, we, there's a whole unit that they teach. Fascinating. Archaeology. There's a book huh. done garbology. You can learn a lot from people's trash. Oh, yeah. And actually, the, one of the digs that I did was in a, was on a, like, a, a midden, or basically a trash hill okay so we were digging through old people's trash like ancient people's trash so like what they ate and what they tossed away wow a lot of archaeology is trash pretty cool anyway so she's doing garbology and she determines that the the numbers the code has to do with like calories and fat and Mm, like carbs carbs and all this stuff and so she does a powerpoint presentation (laughs) (laughs) With the team, and lets them know that Ashley has been obsessed with being even. So whatever goes in has to come back out. Mm -hmm. So she was throwing up, weighing her vomit. She was giving herself enemas, weighing her poop, and (laughs) just making sure Mm -hmm. that what went in also came out. And also, not only was she obsessed with that type of evenness, Mm -hmm. but But also the evenness and some symmetry of her face yeah so that's why she was picking at it mm-hmm. and Having, you know um obsessive self-mutilation yes. that kind of thing so essentially Which is why she lost her job yes so essentially her sister is a diagnosed uh schizophrenic, schizophrenic. and so there the thought is that possibly uh ashley ha- had a break as well and so she um because cassie used to be a model but she couldn't take it. Right. Um, so she quit. Now she is houseless and what have you. Um, so I'm going to um, pause this and we'll come right back. <laughs> okay, we're back. We're back. <laughs> so basically her death was an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, because she picked herself so much and was doing her own um botox and she gave herself a blood infection but because her immune system was so down from all the like picking and the vomiting and stuff Mm -hmm. basically it just was too much for her system and she died um and her sister found her and in her efforts to try to like quote unquote save her she puts her in a shopping cart and takes her to where she thinks she can see herself see herself as being beautiful yeah Mm -hmm. which Um, is under that billboard right so Grissom goes back to talk to Cassie at the end, and uh, he's like, I can try to get you in a shelter, and she's mm-hmm. like, I would need a shelter from the shelter, so mm-hmm. no. Um, and uh, at one point she says the dead don't bleed, when uh, Grissom says he's sorry about her sister, and he's like, yeah, you're right. But the the thing that I quote all the time from this episode <laughs> is the whole exchange about not knowing what you need until you find it. Mm-hmm. And then he Grissom says to Cassie, what will you do when you find it? And she says, sleep. sleep. The most perfect sleep. Mm-hmm. And I love that line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say it all the time. <laughs> I'm Even to myself. <laughs> I'm like, it's, just, it's just good. It's just good. And then she walks away. And then uh, the episode ends with Grissom doing a, a voice... Well, he's talking to his doctor, but it appears to be a voiceover at first. Mm-hmm. Talking about the importance of being able to hear the evidence. Right. Um, not just see it. And we find out that the reason why his mom lost her hearing is because of a condition that he now has. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't know how long his hearing will last. They don't know any of that. It could go completely anytime and there is no reverse for it right basically this is all kind of a callback to that episode where he could um sign sign i will say it is a major plot point in this next season makes sense so that's why they ended yeah the season yeah with that. <laughs> no cliffhanger or anything like that no, well, really I mean, 
just that's the most the yeah. cliffhanger. I mean, it's more of a cliffhanger than we had season one. That's true. I keep forgetting this is only season two. It is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was really earlier. I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to go get to watch season four next, and I was like, ooh, wait, no, <laughs> one more season three, <laughs> one more season. Um, season three isn't bad. Um, I'm trying that's to remember good. what happens in season three. I I know one thing that happens. Epi- it's the second episode of season three. Mm. Um, soon, soon, yes. <laughs> and the next next podcast will cover that. Indeed, indeed. So, what were your feelings overall about this season? I liked this season way better than season one. Yeah. Um, I ju- you know we get a feel for the characters. They're mm-hmm. also you know as actors more comfortable with, with each other, so there's better chemistry mm-hmm. overall. Um, better crimes and stories to tell there were a few bunk episodes for me but all in all pretty solid season i really liked it um i am interested to see what happens because i mean to me it's very clear at this point that there will be something between grissom and sarah so i'm interested to see how that unfolds Mm -hmm. um also I don't know, Catherine's just an enigma to me. <laughs> yeah. There's just, there's a lot there, and we keep Season, getting, like, tiny little pieces, but yeah. nothing. There's an episode in, um, the, the, there's an episode, yeah, we get some more Catherine kind of stuff in season three, for sure. Um, oh, gosh. I'm just looking. I was just looking at the ratings, and I'm always oh. so disappointed. I'm always so disappointed mm. with the with the people, with the people who rate IMDb episodes. Because <laughs> I feel like, like IMDb ratings, they're hit or like if I'm looking for a movie to watch or a TV show, like IMDb ratings, I don't really like take into mm-hmm. account as far as, like, like Rotten Tomatoes is more accurate. Sure, I like, because like in general. Any female superhero movie is going to be rated really low on IMDb because it's a bunch of men mm-hmm. who are mad that it's a woman superhero. <laughs> but, like, usually, I will say, a lot of times, episodic shows, their ratings are, you know... Pretty like, on par. Pretty on par, with the exception, <laughs> I mm. will say, of the ones that are rated highly in this show. Interesting. There is a, there is a very specific... <sighs> there's a very specific <laughs> plot line... And I just feel like the creators of the show only looked at IMDb. They're like, oh, those, those episodes do really well. So let's keep making those. Like, no. <laughs> no. I hate it. I hate it so much. Anyway. Um, but yeah, we're finally out of... So in this, interestingly, I mean, season two aired af- like just after September 11th. So the first oh. episode aired in 2000... I mean, in uh, September 27th, 2001. So. Wow. Um, I always think it, I always find it interesting how television shows choose to or to not, uh-huh. you know, incorporate incorporate that. Um, so it's just a, a tidbit. They did not. They chose not. Yeah, which is fine. But right, because it's set in Vegas. But you know, um, they did have that one episode on a plane. True, but it was season one, wasn't it? it was mm, yeah, I think it was. I think it was season one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah. It's a it's getting it's definitely you're seeing a lot more I like that we saw more of Greg in season two. That was yeah. fun. You'll you'll see more and more of Greg. Yeah. He's good. I like his character development so far. And I think we meet some of the more permanent lab techs Ew. soon. Um I should have I should know that offhand. But I do not. How dare you? And you call yourself a super fan. I don't know when they join the show. I can look up one right now because I know his name because I saw him in another show earlier today. And I I mean, I know his name anyway, but like. Okay, so his first episode. Why did I just click on that instead of this? Is. Oh, yeah. in, In season three. So. He joins. He joins soon, and then, um, then some other ones. <laughs> then some other ones will join. 
Um, Very specific. You're welcome for that. <laughs> Tidbit. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so next episode I already clicked off because I'm an idiot. Um, oh, and I locked it. You did. I locked it. I got you. I got you. Thank you. Appreciate it. There you go. I mean, it's my birthday. You should know that, but it's fine. Oh, I, I um remember that one time in that one movie when they just cut off the guy's finger to use it for the thumbprint? Yeah. A spy? Yeah. I think no, no, my something boyfriend is a spy. Yeah, it's some. I know what you're talking Kate about. Kate McKinnon. Yes. Anyway. So the next episodes we will watch are season three, episode one, Revenge is Best Served Cold. Episode two, The Accused is Entitled. Episode three, Let the Seller Beware. And episode four, A Little Murder. Ooh. Of these four, the highest rated one is number two, The Accused is Entitled. Which you said already Mm. that you're excited about. Well, it's the one I remember. No. (laughs) Haven't specifically got it in the season. I mean, uh, it's fine. You know, it's fine. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, we'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.